0: The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today.
1: This podcast is a TOFOP production. Head to tofop.com for more. Three, two. What am I counting up, idiot? <clears throat>
0: there,
1: there was a countdown. The countdown I know. just happened. No, four hundred. But you can't tell
0: Mike that. It, you can't tell Mike that it's episode four hundred if you like, because it's not recording before the
1: countdown. So maybe you needed to tell Mike that, and then do your own countdown. I don't, But it's also labelled like this is. I mean, Mike, leave all this in. This is a, a perfect start to top up four hundred. Uh, everyone relax well everyone relax uh, <laughs> so hang on who are you how does it <laughs> I work forgot, i forgot how the intro goes everyone relax this is so far i'm charlie clausen
0: i'm will anderson hello and thank you for watching if you are watching on our patreon feed you would have just seen Car- charlie carly as i <laughs> called you after 400 episodes <laughs> <laughs> charlie gee we've got off to a flyer oh my god it's 400th that we are jamming in between because you've got to go and, go and do a live podcast with the boys from the Junk Time AFL podcast, our traditional day after the AFL grand final live podcast that I cannot be at because I'm in a COVID bubble at the moment. But people will be hearing this way after uh, yeah, we way, are actually way, way. recording this because we are banking episodes. But uh, this is our 400th. <laughs> um, I am Will Anderson. Hello <laughs> and thank you for watching. And uh, like I think we've like
1: really started in traditional TOEFOP style. I mean, it's hilarious. Like they say, like Jesus said, I, I came as the lamb, I'll return as the lion. We take the opposite approach. <laughs> we arrived as a lion. <laughs> And we exit as meekly as
0: possible, as a lamb, as a, a sheeple. Lamb. That's what we are. <laughs> we Little are. tiny sheeple. That's what we are. Um, so yeah, yeah no, I absolutely. definitely,
1: um, I'm definitely one of the sheeple. Yeah. Uh, last time we spoke, you, you were asking about me flying and, and do I wear a mask. And um, so I flew into Melbourne today. And I was masked up um, as I got on the plane. How many other people on the plane were masked up? Oh, I'd say f- at least half a dozen on a full plane. Full plane to Melbourne. Half a dozen masked up. Um, the late- By the way, as we've started this
0: podcast, my dog has decided is this him? is the absolute opportune time to hunt me
1: <laughs> because
0: she's currently she's currently on heat. If this and is she's if, going through her first heat, if you've never had a greater incentive to join our
1: Patreon, you'll see the full video. We won't put the clip up on YouTube. You'll have to join Patreon to see the full video of uh, Will's dog humping him. As I'm trying to tell. Happy 400th,
0: (laughs) she was saying, as you're trying to tell your story about being on a plane, (laughs) I'm being humped by my dog. Uh,
1: So I sat next to a woman who was also masked and it was one of those situations where like at first she, you know, she, we we sort of gave each other a nod like, yeah, okay, we're, we're masked people. And then she, at some point when she felt comfortable enough, she said, oh, it doesn't look like many people are Masking up anymore, and I said, No, no, you know, I guess each to their own. And she said, Oh, I think it's a foolish decision. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I understand that. You know, I'm, I'm trying to just be play it safe and I've got responsibilities. And then she took on the life of one of those annoying vegans who just can't stop talking about being a vegan, about why the mask made her like superior to everyone else that she knows. <laughs> and it was getting to the point, where, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get COVID, I'm gonna risk COVID, I'm gonna take off my mask as if. If being sensible and safe means being you, I don't want to be you. Also,
0: can I just say, in like, this is the best, because Toddy, who has not barked the entire time that we have been here at this house, uh, there's now somebody using, like, a leaf blower in the neighbourhood, <laughs> which, A, would have been great for podcast sound at the best of time, and has absolutely set her off. She is barking very loudly in the backyard, so I may, if she does not settle down, have to do something about that in a second. Uh so yeah, so she just basically was like, I'm all in on the mask. Because that, I think that's yeah, I think that's the only people who are left like with masks mm. are the people who are all in on it.
1: I feel like I'm maybe kind of uh I, I, I go both ways. I'm like, I am all in on the mask, but then if I don't if I forget it, I don't freak out. I'm like, oh well, this is just gonna be a maskless situation. But I'd still take masks when I've caught Ubers, taxis, in hotels. I mean, we're about to do this big overseas trip, and I have no idea. What the mask mandates in all these different countries I'm going to be visiting are so I'm assuming that's just like I'm just going to go hazmat suit, just play it safe. Don't want to get arrested in one of those countries where they throw you in jail for spitting on the sidewalk. Oh, oh my, Tutty. What is Toddy, going
0: on? I know. It's like it's a leaf blower. It is very annoying on a lovely Sunday afternoon for somebody to be using a leaf blower, but it's absolutely freaking you out. You do not like it one bit.
1: Come here. Come on. Well, look, we can't hear the leaf blower in the background. Um, okay. On a similar note, this hotel that I booked myself into, <clears> that's <throat> um, oh, all right. I think it's fun. I think it adds oh. to, to the ambiance of the podcast. <laughs> oh
0: uh how do you probably doesn't add to the ambiance of the fucking neighborhood though on a (laughs) lovely sunday afternoon with not only a leaf blower but a fucking barking dog she's got a good bark too like she's like she might only be 10 months old but she's got a fucking decent bark on her
1: that's a deep throaty bark um yeah what do you reckon it is right so i booked this hotel midweek um and uh you know got my booking confirmed and everything and then Got a reminder email this morning saying, hey, just a reminder you're checking in and, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you. Oh, by the way, um, they're doing construction on the building next to the hotel. We're sorry oh. for any inconvenience. I mean – You can't do you're that, not, can you? You're not sorry for the
0: inconvenience because if you were sorry for the inconvenience, you would have alerted to you to the fact that there's construction next door when you were making the booking, not at this last moment when you have no other option, but the opportunity that you're, that's fucked. Yeah. That's worse. That's worse than
1: them not telling you. <laughs> I would admire them more if they just did not point it out. Well, it was one of those things where I should have realized, because, you know, it's grand final weekend in Melbourne. Hotels are hard to come by, but this one I'm like, oh, there's a lot of rooms available here. <laughs> so clearly like they must have had something on the website, but they did not put it in the booking form, which is what I went straight to. I did not. Go to the front page of the website to find out. Oh, is there any construction happening? But having said that, it's Sunday, so it won't start till like seven AM tomorrow, which is fine because mm. I'm normally up early enough. But I thought that was cheeky. I was like, can you really just tell someone? Is it what, what's that saying? It's better to um, uh, beg for forgiveness than ask for permission or something. Yeah, that's
0: definitely what they were doing. Yeah, they. And they, and they I got to be honest with you, they were not begging for forgiveness. They were just. Acknowledging the fact that at some stage you would complain and they were getting on the front foot about it, I I, I, like again. I would have just loved if they were like, you know what, you'll work out this construction when it wakes you up at seven o'clock on a fucking Monday morning. What are you? You They should have negged you. Yeah, they should have gone. Well, why are you even in bed longer than seven o'clock on a Monday morning, mate? You should be up and about and into the fucking world. You loser. You lose. That's what they should say. They should have someone at the other end. If at like seven o five, someone calls down and goes, "There's a construction nearby," and they're like. Well, get out of fucking bed, you lazy prick. Get out into the world. There's plenty of parks nearby
1: that you can walk to and get a coffee if you weren't so lazy. This particular chain of service departments are the only mm. chain I can recall that ever defeated me in a custom dispute. About like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, um, Gemma and I booked into one and um, they didn't tell us that there was construction happening on, the, on like this nearby railway. And so... I went down and complained and they said, well, you know, like it's actually, it's, you know, whatever distance away, which is considered, you know, that's not, it's not our issue. It's not like the building next door. It's just a, you know, it's part and parcel of living in the city, man. And I was like incensed. So I did that thing where I'm like, I'm going to write a letter and then I'm going to take it in personally and speak to the manager. I full karen it. And they were just like, bad luck, tough shit. And I'm like, wait a minute, the customer's always right, right? (laughs) Like, come on. I'm, I'm complaining here. And all I want is like, and I didn't even actually know what I wanted because I didn't, you know, it's a service department. It's not like you're getting another night at, you know, the Ritz Carlton or something like that. But right. I wanted some kind of compensation, but they were just like, nah, no, I don't think we are that particularly fussed that you had a bad night's sleep. No,
0: this is part of the, what, doing business. This is life in the
1: big city, man. Yeah.
0: need going to
1: construct. <laughs> what, you got, what, you got things you need to do? You got like some high-paying yeah. job you're going to?
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh,
1: speaking of, um, mm. uh, this is what I wanted to bring to the table today. for like 400. 400. Yeah. Oh, can because I just I say, war- before you get into that, mm. we did promise to do, um, uh, as part of our Forgotten Project, we we're going to uh, deep dive into Elias's brother's uh, uh, giant oh, slingshot. Yeah, of course. But because yeah. of me being in Melbourne and not having access to my studio Doing a video podcast became impossible today, so uh, here you go. Here's- it's on brand for
0: us that we promised something and now we are not going to deliver on that thing. That is very on brand for the Forgotten project. Here is your slop, TOEFOP listeners. Eat it and you're go- and you're going to like it. The good news is I'd forgotten we'd even made that promise. So, look, that's the good news. Uh, I was walking in the local neighborhood, Charlie, and I uh, I came upon a sign from the local council. That I think Sorry. might be of interest to you. Sorry, yeah, my dog is back humping me again. <laughs> she went and barked <laughs> at a window at a leaf blower. Nothing gets her hotter than barking at a leaf blower. She's like, you know, She's I'm getting like, hot.
1: That's
0: great. Now I'm just gonna go and try to blow my dad. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> You're looking like a nice big oak leaf. I'm just gonna come up here and ah, oh, that's uh that's oh. gross. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> You can't shame her. I mean, That's seriously, this, should, this should, should just be an OnlyFans account, like man humps dog or dog hump by <laughs> man hump by dog. We could sell a fortune, make a fortune. Uh, white piece of paper, slightly bigger than A4 <laughs> size. <laughs> Oh she's, she's back, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I give to her Her comedic timing is impeccable. Just when we thought we could get started, she's, and seems to be humping with more fury than ever. Toddie, 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 Toddie. Amazing, amazing. As I've said, okay. as I said before, worth every penny of your Patreon if you join up just to see this video. <laughs> we have oh man oh boy anyway okay um (laughs) sorry i'm just waiting for her to come back in and hug you again oh brilliant!
0: okay um i've been very sensitive to her emotions because she's going through something she's never experienced before and she's experiencing different emotions and you know I have to like you know create a safe space for her to be able to you know come to her dad with <laughs> all her feelings and have me say that those feelings are okay for her have. like but oh my god
1: I've never saw that episode uh, of Cesar where like <laughs> you have a super horny dog that, that's it
0: It's like Caesar comes in, the dog starts whispering in his ear.
1: (laughs) We're going to get down to business. If you know what I mean.
0: You ever had a Caesar toss salad? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I want you uh, spread beagled. (laughs) Oh, my God. A4 size uh, piece of like white, not paper, mm. something that can um, be up on a pole, but it's attached to a pole. It's like a pole sign, yep. right? Big red letters up the top. Warning. So I pay attention, right? Mm. Like, you know, red letters, warning. That's like, you know, of course I should read on. What do you think this warning is about? Where was it again? Yeah, so, I'm walking my no- local neighborhood. It is on a pole under
1: some trees in okay. the local neighborhood. All right. So, um, falling branches. Something. Oh. Uh, falling. Wait. Yeah. Let me take it back. <laughs> okay. Magpie swooping area. Warning. Australian
0: magpies reported swooping in this area. <laughs> and then underneath, there is a cartoon picture of a magpie that is circled. in case people didn't understand what a magpie was.
1: Is it like a full Uh, body shot so you can see like the markings, maybe for tourists, like magpies are black and white? I mean, I assume that is exactly what it is for. Yes, it is the full body of a magpie. It's not – so I said that because it's not like when you go into a shop and they're like – there's a sign up for a shoplifter and it's like- No, CCTV. it's not just it's their not, face. Have you kept an eye, the eye out for this like, magpie? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Watch out laughs> for this. this magpie, Stephen, he's a
1: real prick. <laughs> he's in a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his head down. He's looking at brown cardigan um, on his phone because he just loves those swo- swoopy boys videos.
0: <laughs> magpies, it explains underneath, are nesting in this area right? and may swoop. This is normal- defensive behavior during breeding season and may last up to six weeks.
1: Okay. before Can I just now, say a little yes. anecdote? Um, uh, so I rode my bike yesterday and I tried a different tactic this time. Of course, I got swooped by the magpie, but uh-huh. previous weeks I've been like cursing and spluttering and waving my hand in the air and stuff. This time I just was like, I'm going to ignore it. Yeah. I'm going to pretend like put I can't Didn't put up yeah. a fight. In fact, just kind of giggled, laughed, like tried to demoralise yeah. it. And you know what? Yeah. When I rode back along the same part of the road about half an hour later, wasn't attacked. I think I've found the formula. It's like you've just got to, yeah. you've just got to kind of like ignore them.
0: Well, that's what I'm trying to do with Toddie and her humping. How do you think <laughs> it's going? <laughs> so underneath there is a list of one, two. Three four mm. one two three four um to protect yourself tips okay so they have four pieces of advice to protect yourself from magpie swooping Fantastic. that I thought well this is great like Charlie has this issue like what are
1: these tips so are any of them ignore it and laugh as if it doesn't bother you
0: um no none of them are but <laughs> Like one of them touches on that area, so okay. and touches on an area we'd previously talked about. So um, one's very one very simple. Like okay. this is your first sort of what they tell you. It's two words, um, uh, uh, and it's like they'd they'd say the same thing about terrorists looking out for terrorists or looking out for uh, suspicious stay alert. behavior. Be alert. Be so alert. good. Yes. That so that's what you got to do first. You got to be alert now. Mm. The second one is about, well, okay, so it's about this area. So it doesn't really like apply to someone riding a bike, but it says walk quickly through an area. Don't run. Right. So I guess maybe that, maybe there is something about like the idea of like the speed that comes across as being like aggressive in the same way as you fighting back came across as being like more aggressive yeah. if you
1: just might. Like, no, 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 I'm cool. I'm not here. I'm not a threat. Well, I've wondered why, like, mm. certain cars travel past, and even I've seen motorbikes and even scooters go past that same, same stretch of road mm. and not get attacked. And I was wondering about, like, the cars make sense. It's a size thing. But the scooters and the motorbike, like, because mm. it's, you know, that as you approach town, you've got to slow down to the same speed. So most people are going the speed of a bike when they're in the, the, mm. the danger zone. Do you think it's the sound of the motor that scares them away? Maybe it's too big, right? Like it, it's actually like- Too bulky. Okay, th- yeah, this is a threat, but this is too- Like,
0: you know, even we- We reckon we can take this dickhead on the bike. <laughs> We've got him covered, <laughs> but I don't know about those monster machines. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've, I've, read, I've read ahead. Yeah. It says walk your bicycle. Oh, that's interesting. So that apparently the best plan is to get off your bike. So- Maybe maybe you should be. Like, how
1: big a stretch of road are they protecting? Like, It's about a 200-meter stretch. It's too like far. It would, take, it would put an extra okay. 10 minutes on, my, on my, my trip. I'm not doing it. And okay. also, it's not a safe place to be walking side of the road with trucks headling past. A bit more visible on a bike. Wear a hat mm. or carry an umbrella to protect your head. Oh, no, I like that. Because I sort of array, I, I sort of see it being like Ray Fiends in the Avengers, you know, just yeah. like it's one of those, like it's one of those Bond type umbrellas. It has like a knife in it and shoots gas and all that kind of stuff. Is that what they're saying? Become a supervillain. I like mean, I'm
0: I like to think it's more like a like a you know like a little cocktail umbrella on the top of your stacker. So <laughs> <laughs> like, like you've got just a coconut, your bike helmet an umbrella, and then you've <laughs> just got a little coconut. umbrella on top of it.
1: So this <laughs> this sounds like uh, pedestrian advice, right? Because I'm assuming no one's riding with a. a well, it does up. say walk your bicycle though, so okay, like right. you know, so walk your bike, put up a number. So it's for
0: both. And then this, the last one, is the one that like is is most important to our conversation. Never deliberately provoke or harass a magpie.
1: Right. So you just gotta. You gotta let the magpies magpie. I didn't start this war. I didn't fucking provoke this. If anything, yeah. like I am, I, there, there is no two sides to this. The, that magpie is not a very fine person. <laughs> like, no, the magpie is just doing its natural,
0: its normal defensive behavior during breeding season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that. But I'm also doing my normal uh, behavior during non breeding season, which has been the last two years since my baby was born. Hey! <laughs> 400. <laughs> <laughs> you know, balloons <laughs> start falling <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> Uh, it was um, I, it was Iona's <laughs> birthday yesterday, and um, yeah. uh, Jem uh, had organised like all these sort of things for for her, uh, including like mm-hmm. um, this big sort of thing of balloons with a uh, you know the number of her birthday on top. This big number, and uh, as soon as we got to the park, because we had it around this rotunda, Jem, I don't know how she did it, she was cutting like strings on presents, or whatever, but <laughs> cut the balloon, <laughs> so it spent the entire party like stuck to the roof <laughs> of the rotunda where no one could see it. And then uh, at the end of the day, I, I got up on a table, like a rickety table, and mm. then she just grab it and you know, go and, and hand it to Iana and she was wrapped. And we've walked back to the car. We're carrying all the stuff for the party back to the car and we're loading it, and Jem takes the balloon off me so she can get out of yeah. the car and then she uh-huh. lets go yeah. it. <laughs> it just, we just sail off into the sky and it was like, wow, you and balloons, clearly not meant to be. <laughs> Also, what a great life lesson for your small
0: child. Yeah. You know that thing you loved and we told you was important? Also, you've got to let just it go. go let you've it just go. got to let things Set things free. If that balloon <laughs> comes back, then… Let
1: the big balloon boy tell you a story about balloons. You do <laughs> it. You're a family that should avoid balloons. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. 100%. Not meant to be around balloons at all. Hey, is there more in that magpie article? Because we actually have a ton of magpie related mail that I wasn't sure. No, that's it.
0: That, that, that was oh, the tip. Okay, that great.
1: Because yeah. um, I know it's meant to be the forgotten project, but uh, mm. we have gotten so much magpie mail uh, over yeah. the past few weeks. I thought, you know, it would be remiss of us not to get into some of this. A lot of advice, a lot of yeah. people telling their own personal anecdotes. So this is from Peter who said, uh, hey, Charlie, if the magpies are just swooping or just hitting their helmet, then ignore them, okay? So that's on brand with the advice that your guys are giving. It's those fuckers that try and remove your ear that the ones to worry about. We had one in Pambula Beach. I'm sorry if I'm Pambula Beach, Pambula? Pambula. 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 Pambula.
0: Pambula. Pambula Beach. Pambula. Pambula. It was on the
1: only road in and out. Oh. We've given you all the options, so edit in your own one that's correct. <laughs> it was on the only road in and out of PB, so he was hard to avoid for six weeks of the year. That little fuck would regularly draw blood nipping at my ear. I spoke to a fellow cyclist who got hit in the temple by him, fell off their bike at speed, and resulted in a long stay at hospital with a cracked pelvis. you gotta, you got to walk your bike. I don't know, man. That's when I start thinking, like, you know, you get all Liam Neeson start thinking about how you're going to use a special set of skills to take down that magpie. I mean, how do you get that message to the magpie though?
0: Like, like, like in the Liam Neeson case, like it's humans talking to other humans. So mm. like the fact that like they can understand what Liam Neeson is saying. I mean, even though they're probably meant to be like speak a different language and it's all just in English with different accents, but well, like they, they understand what he says. Right. Yeah. Otherwise If Like, he's lucky that the people who kidnapped his daughter spoke perfect English because otherwise that just would have been an incomprehensible series of words to some people who didn't speak English and they would have been like, I mean, it sounded menacing, but I don't really know what he was saying.
1: (laughs) I I think, I mean, so we know that magpies have got, like, great memories and they're fairly intelligent birds. So is it something, like, along the lines of, like, pictographs that you use Mm -hmm. or some kind of... Like, could you do a physical, like like charades? Could you stand on the side of the road where you know the magpies nest and just sign out, like, I have a particular set of skills, skills that I've honed over years that make me very dangerous to a magpie like you? I don't know. Is there a way? Oh, sign language. Surely magpies could recognize sign language. Why Surely. <laughs> Because they can recognize faces (laughs) and remember faces. So we'd have to train them. It'll have to be like a two-year project. I'll right. go down oh, every to day to get a
0: message to the, magpies, to the magpie so we
1: have to teach some sign language first we have so to we can... make a complete zoological breakthrough right <laughs> like I we see. only we only thought it was like primates that could communicate yeah. by sign language but we have no, to say but
0: as long don't... as we can teach one magpie sign language we can get the message to them
1: they have us interviewed on every show around the world and they're like this amazing breakthrough you can go why yeah. what, what What motivated this I really wanted to do this magpie was I was going to kill thing.
0: him we wanted to make by with death.
1: <laughs> but we had to first teach them how to understand our language. Um, so Peter continues, uh, I've um, been swooped over the years by many others and once you know they are not the kind that are trying to rip your ear, you can just ignore them and let them swoop and mm, peck your helmet, which yep. is kind of what I think my duty is. He, I think he's all yes. he's all beak, no bark. <laughs> he's, all, yeah. he's all beak, no fight. Um, if you ride through the danger zone like a man – holding your head high, just don't cower. Don't don't cower. None of that cowering bullshit. Mm. Okay, so that's the opposite advice. Like your advice was like, yeah. yeah, make yourself small, cry. Your advice is basically go to the side of the road, pull down your pants and present. The magpie is now yeah. your husband. Right. And
0: I think as long as he will protect you from the other magpies, <laughs> that I'm is a fine position to take. That's it, yeah, right? <laughs> I'll take a shot from the magpie if it means I'm not going to get bullied by other magpies. <laughs> I'm like, if this choice is going to be made for me, regardless, like, yeah, you know, that's your prison scenario. Right? This, unfortunately, yeah. this horrible thing is going to happen to me, regardless. At least I can have some ownership over it by finding the biggest guy and like <laughs> choosing him and then getting him to protect me from the other guys. Like, I mean, it's not the best situation, but like, yeah. if we're using the analogy when it comes to the magpies, then like, yeah, I'm happy for the word to get out that I am like, yeah. a, a pre- oh, so that's what you got to do. You got to make a deal. With one magpie, like you know, to be like, "Hey, if any other magpies come for me, you're you've got my back, right?" Yeah. So, what are magpies like? How could you, how could I, if I was going to bribe a magpie, like you know, curry okay. favor with a magpie? What are magpies into? Shiny things? Like how could?
1: Yeah, what are magpies? Like like? I'm going to Google. What do magpies like? Jewelry. They're, jewelry. they're known they're for stealing magpie. like shiny things and jewelry. I know this from uh, – Ian has a kid's book and one of the characters is a magpie and their nest is filled with jewellery. I don't know if it's actually true. Okay. All right. Do magpies like stealing shiny things?
0: Uh, this is great. It's an experiment. So um, – oh, hang on. Uh, okay. So they're, they're much more likely to grab your food than they are something shiny. Okay. So – um. And they collect shiny things
1: to attract a mate, basically is the reason they right. collect shiny things. So well, does that work in reverse though? Like if you're holding a shiny thing, do you make a mate? Like if I wanted to make this magpie my mate, not like you know I'm platonic right. mate, just friends. yeah, just, just mates. holding just, just holding mates. wings and stuff. yeah, you know just mate something else.
0: Nothing weird, just a mag and a No mag and a pipe. Mates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that, by the way. If you're, I'm cool. Don't lie. If you're into that. Wrong with not, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, you know, you're it's like, not the way. He's <laughs> in yeah, it's like if a man wants to make love to a magpie, then who are we to judge? I'm like, oh, I still think we're judging that, yeah. to be honest. It, it depends, depends.
1: It, it depends who's yeah. making love to who. Like, one, I can accept Well, that one, exactly. Like, it's yeah. It's
0: got to be about consent, right? Yeah. And I guess if we've taught that magpie how to communicate in a human language, it's like, he's making can consent.
1: That? We teach <laughs> it upside. sign language. We finally communicate and we say to it, we're going to kill you. And it looks at us and says, I yeah. want to fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> It's like, it's a meat cue. <laughs> that's,
0: that's how it starts. That's <laughs> the man and the magpie fall in love. <laughs> you leave Gemma for a magpie. <laughs> You've fallen in love. You're genuinely an empty nester. Jump, jump yeah.
1: forward 30 years. He and I are out to dinner holding like a hand over a wing and someone says, how did you guys meet? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a funny story. You won't believe yeah, it. We hated phrase. each other when we first met. At the start. <laughs> I used to be married. There was a chemistry of some (laughs) kind.
0: Yeah, I was married.
1: And the magpie says, He won my heart. He won my heart without a shiny thing. That shiny thing was his love. (laughs) How long do magpies live for? Uh, Hopefully, not much longer.
0: (laughs) Uh, 25 years. What? So, like, if you.
1: I have to put up with this for the next well, I I doubt I'll make 24. Quarter of for a century. long time.
0: <laughs> Quarter of a century. If that's, you want to go to the gym, you that's have to commit to so, an extraordinary
1: amount of time for something so little yeah. to live, isn't it? So I think now what
0: we're what I'm saying, what we're saying is that you need to make a deal with the Magpie. Yeah. Because you can't be dealing with this every year. Like, you know, you need to get down there with some shiny things and like some food. And like bribe the magpie. I don't know that I
1: feel I don't know. Could like- you
0: throw shiny things? So like as you go by, you have like a shiny thing in the food. Like like a burglar trying to drug a dog in like a movie, right? Like, you know, yeah, sausages. You, you Yeah, so you just have something shiny that you like throw out as the magpie's swooping
1: towards you and it like attracts them and they go after it, not you. Well, it's gotta be something like <sighs> the magpies like can they do they have hot like you know champagne tastes like can I just throw out two dollar store jewellery or are they going to be like no no it's Savosky no, no. crystals only jewels yeah <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> like these are not they've got one of those little monocle eye things that jewellers use <laughs> to assess you things. just sleep with its cloth picking it up the just- rings <laughs> Just it on it. <laughs> uh,
1: David also had some opinions okay. on magpies. Good. He said, Hey, boys, I'm not a doctor, but I am a teacher. And without teachers, you don't get doctors. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah,
0: okay. For our yeah, 400, the teachers get a round of
1: applause.
0: I oh, mean, that's a real insight into entertain- you know what it is. It's actually a truth of being a teacher. I was about to be all snarky and Mm -hmm. mean and cynical and just like look at teachers inserting themselves in. By that standard, like you take credit for everybody, right? Because everyone gets taught things. But actually, no, that's right. Everyone gets taught things. Teachers don't get enough credit because like you would not have most of the things in the world without teachers in the first place. So Didn't teach as much about
1: magpies though, clearly. (laughs) But well done, teachers. Uh, He says, I haven't written him for a few years. The last time I did... You called my commute to work brutal because it was an hour in each direction. I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear that I've cut it down to 15 minutes each way. Um, so I had to write in after the magpie hypothetical. Check out what happened in Sydney when a magpie was attacking people. When a magpie was attacking people. So this is an article from uh, indicove.com.au. And it's, the heading is Magpie, magpie Call Divides Residents. Early this year in Lane Cove, a North, res- uh, North Residents Action Group lodged a petition with Lane Cove Council asking them to remove a male and female magpie in Johnson Crescent that had been aggressively attacking residents. A male and female. It's like the Bonnie mm. and Clyde of the magpie world. Did they not understand that it was just
0: the man who was. I mean, come on. FFS. It's clearly just the male magpie who was doing the swooping. Everybody knows that. Duh, idiots. Duh. Uh, they- well, it's better if you're if you're gonna relocate them, right? If the, if the if the idea here is not to come in and execute them that they're going to
1: relocate them to somewhere else then I it's the better executed. that they don't i just see them like blindfolded like kneeling in front of a wall <laughs> you know, just like with a cigarette hanging out of their beak any last yeah i'm right?
0: thinking like blue murder style like they've yeah. still
1: got a couple of random
0: music shops who could just like tie an engine block around their neck throw it tony martin style yeah exactly so i think that um uh, here's what I would say about, um,
1: yeah, if you're going to relocate them, you've got to relocate them all together. Like, yeah. you know, it makes sense that you would take both. Uh, so Neighbours launched this petition as they'd been asking for action the magpies for several years. Magpies are a protected species. Mm-hmm. Lane Cove Council agreed to observe the magpies. After observation and discussion with the National Parks and Wildlife Service, they will now manage the birds in line With the uh, National Parks and Wildlife Service policy on management of native birds that show aggression to people, so that's an actual Mm -hmm. existing Mm -hmm. policy. So there's clearly lots of like bird attacks happening in this. What what a shock in Australia! Come to Australia, where even the birds will try and kill you. I mean most
0: native animals will try to kill you if given the opportunity. That's, you know, and they know no better. So, that yeah, look, but this is this is – we're talking here when magpies cross the line from like normal swooping defensive behavior to like we've got a couple of bad apples here
1: and we need to have a policy to do something about this. Okay, so – the birds will not be relocated. They will be culled, and they've identified mm. two particularly aggressive birds. So this is the Lane Cove Cold. residents. Cold, culled, they say. Culled. Yeah, That's not the euphemism. Assassinated, is it not
0: executed. <laughs> <laughs> they will be murdered. murdered. We'll get us
1: <laughs> Lane Cove North residents. Their concerns are: this is in dot form. The magpies are attacking mm. residents in their driveway on the steps yeah. of their houses okay. when they're getting yep. in there. Now that. That's a great indignity. Like, at least mine is happening. I feel like I'm mean, mm. in his territory. But if yep. you open your front door and a magpie punches you in the face, just there. <laughs> <that feels laughs> I mean, all that bullshit the Liberal Party drummed up about African mm. gangs, where was the furor mm. about magpie gangs? They were the ones doing the breaking and enters, it sounds like. I mean, like you said, there is a, a part
0: of me that's like, well, you're going to the gym, you're riding your bike past where this magpie is. It is slightly the cost of doing business. You know, the magpies. Doing what a magpie does and shouldn't have to apologize for it. But if a magpie won't let you get from your car to your front door, then that's like, nah, that's, that's, that's imagine nice. every night you get home from work and you're still like, oh, for folks' sake, get the umbrella.
1: It's like that, it's like the Pink Panther with Peter Sellers. You now he pays his uh, his uh his butler to attack him at random times yep. so he can just sort of stay on top of things. It's just yeah. like every time you come home, this magpie just flies out and gets you. Um, okay, there have been several attacks.
0: also that's going to be like every
1: time you take the bins out, every time you yeah. try to go and like water the lawn. And there'll the be lawn, so many times like- that you'll forget, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how many times have you walked out because mm-hmm. you just need to pick up the mail or whatever and you would forget. Like most of the time you'd be alert and it'd be that one time yeah. that that fucker would get you. <laughs> <laughs> there have been several attacks where the magpie has just missed someone's eye. Uh-huh. The two magpies attack uh, outside the usual swooping season. So they've gone –
0: Completely rogue. We can't justify this anymore. They've
1: got the taste of blood and they like it. They're purging outside the assigned 12 hours that you're allowed to purge. They're natural-born killers, these two. Mm. They're just on a rampage. Lane Cove Council's previous attempts to assist in reducing attacks, such as increasing resident awareness. (laughs) Hey, there you go. Be alert. Signage, Mm. there you go. Mm. And liaising with residents in the nearby street um, with QR codes to the Magpie Alert website to report incidents and providing umbrellas. (laughs) Yeah, but I've got to say, like, this is a weak-ass response. Like, I mean, I don't know that I want to jump straight to execution, but alerts and signs and here's an umbrella. I want more action than that. I want you to bring I mean, in, like, a big game I hunter do, with a net. I,
0: I do like the idea of just, like, them dumping a whole bunch of umbrellas, though. Like, would that be something that you could get on board with? If, like, at the start of where you are – there was like an umbrella that you could just pick up, hold above your head for a little while, and then there's just like another one at yeah. the other end, like when you can just drop it off, and it can just be like a shared umbrella. Like an e-bike. Like just yeah, an exactly. You just yeah. leave umbrellas. An everywhere. e-brella.
1: Do you, do you think big umbrellas behind this whole conspiracy is a way to drum up sales of umbrellas? Oh, I mean, the big umbrella are attacking,
0: like training magpies to attack <laughs> to sell more umbrellas, I wouldn't put it past them. You know what I mean? Like ever since they put their propaganda into Mary Poppins and ruined that, I've never trusted Big Umbrella. <laughs> these,
1: are the, uh, these are the arguments put forward by the people who are against the cull. They yes. say Lane Cove residents live in a bushland setting and we need to learn to live with native birds. They only attack during a short period of time and residents should take steps to avoid them during that time, which I think was kind of debunked by the these guys are attacking outside of the, the, the purge. Yeah, um, well,
0: that's 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 definitely part of it.
1: Like, if they're not if they're not doing it during the assigned six weeks, then I think that is part of the problem. Um, if the birds are destroyed, mag- new magpies will simply take over their nests. Well, that's a defeatist uh, attitude. You got to you got to bloody make a st- if you if you don't stand for anything, will you fall for nothing? I don't know what's to- <laughs> but also <laughs> like like we're
0: we're not saying that all magpies are bad, right? Like what we're saying is these magpies <laughs> have, have gone rogue. Most of them are doing just what is natural for them to do in the assigned period of time, but these are some rogue magpies who've taken it too far. So even if they they move out and we move some new
1: people in, then they might be nice neighbours, nice okay. magpies. Uh, Their last bit of advice is residents should simply wear a hat and learn to live with the birds. <laughs> like I like, I like any solution that ends with wear a hat. Wear a hat. Wear a hat. A nice job sorted. <laughs> Pardon up and wear a fucking hat. Uh, now, do you want to get – here are some complaints. They've, the The council has logged some of the complaints. Yeah, They've given cool. an example of uh, – this is from the residence uh, between Johnson Crescent and Tatallon Road in Lane Cove North. On the 5th of the 8th, 21, someone said, I was swooped from behind, hit behind my right ear, drew blood and left me with a headache. I never heard it coming. I walked backwards for a while, but no more attempts. <laughs> Now, what I want, I walk backwards for a while. Did you get yeah. brain damage from it? Could I only walk backwards? Is that?
0: <laughs> I mean, if that was a side effect, then that is. But horrifying. even better, I want the brown cardigan footage of that person walking backwards through the magpie area.
1: So maybe if I cycled backwards, would that help?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: that would be great to watch if you could give that a go. Uh, On the 6th of the 8th, uh, 21, someone said, I was swooped while walking. It drew blood at at the top of my head. On the 9th of the 8th, 21, someone said, the magpie came and swooped me. I didn't see it coming from behind and it scratched my head. I now have three bleeding scratches. I felt like a shoe hit my head and the pain lasted three days. That was a SIC. I think that meant it felt like a shoe hit my head. That's an oddly specific object to be hit in the head. With. That sounds like someone who gets hit in the head with a shoe regularly. It's Like, and I
0: know because I have. I need to report something. I'm, I'm being <laughs> thrown.
1: Shoes are being thrown at me constantly. It was George W. Bush. Yeah. Um, on the 18th of the 8th, 21, someone said the magpie swooped first. I was walking all. I was walking. I was walking always, and it attacked me on my forehead. I had bleed. I'm sorry, I don't know. Oh, no. whoever, whoever wrote this got no, a concussion. Is exactly. <laughs> Magpie <laughs> swooped first. I was walking always, and it attacked <laughs> me on my forehead. I had bleed. I tried to run, but it kept swooping, and then stopped when I turned in another street. Scary and very aggressive. That kept chasing me. <laughs>
0: Oh, I feel like this is magpie propaganda. I feel like this is written by a magpie who is barely gross <laughs> and is writing it in to scare this people This is the off 4chan
1: of, of magpies. <laughs> <laughs> 19th of the 8th and twenty one. someone said, I was swooped from behind and I sit on the side oh. of my head. If I had turned slightly, it would have been my eye. This mm. is terrifying. I get swooped almost daily. Surely enough is enough. <laughs> Do we have to wait until someone loses an eye to sort this out? I, I mean, I'm waiting for when somebody think of the children. Yeah. If this was a dog, it would have been put down by now. Oh, all right, take it easy. A little drive-by on dogs there. Yeah, by the way, I'm also coming to kill your dog. <laughs> on the 27th of August, uh, someone wrote, The magpie swooped and it pierced the back of my head whilst walking up the street. I had blood. Now a bruise, a headache, and a very sore head. I'm very scared to walk this way again without protection. (laughs) Well, put an umbrella for you. Wear a hat. Put a (laughs) fucking hat on. (laughs) This person's written a fucking novel. 29th of the 8th, 21. (laughs) A strong hit to the right side of my head and continued to swoop. Feeling very shaken and bleeding heavily from the wound, I sought medical advice. (laughs) Sounds like memoirs from like a war zone tour. The GP took it very seriously, explained it was a hematoma, hematoma, which is a good thing as it means no skull fracture, which is not uncommon. It was cleaned, tetanus shots, and antibiotics required. Panadol for headache? Heat pack for the neck whiplash recommended. <laughs> oh, fucking whiplash, my pussy. <laughs> Doctor's certificate provided for three days of time off work, if needed. <laughs>
0: i a certificate for three days off work if needed. If needed is my favourite. If needed. It was not needed, but if needed. Uh,
1: if it gets worse overnight, I need to come back in. It's $100 to see the GP on a Sunday. I have a picture of the magpie, if helpful. <laughs> yeah, mate, we know what a magpie looks like. <laughs> Location would be more helpful than a picture of a magpie. (laughs) This is that's him, that's the guy. (laughs) I'd love it. They bring him in and they do a lineup of magpies. (laughs) Okay. And, and the last uh, testimonial was I, was ru- I was running around the oval I kept running but it swooped at me three times It made contact all three times and drew blood on two of them well there you go that's not too bad two out of three um, but also,
0: like, why keep running in laps around the oval?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You could have exited the oval at any time. You don't have to, you're not committed to staying on that track. Six <laughs> reckon after the first one. You'd probably go, you know what? Oh, maybe I'll just like take a different route. No. Nah. you got mate, when you're, you gotta honor the oval once you're on that full full v once.
0: This, this time will be different. <laughs> how, how could this problem, in any way, be avoided? There just was no other solution to what was happening. The ninth time.
1: <laughs> uh, now, this is another bit of mail. Uh, this is from um, yeah. someone who calls himself anonymous. Don't want to be identified. Uh, okay. Um, it actually takes quite a dark turn. I think this this deserves the. This deserves like a uh, Mr. Robot style, emotionless oh, okay. voiceover.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <clears throat> Hello. <No. laughs> what, but it isn't like my Mr. Robot No, the leaf
0: blowers back. Oh, okay, great. She's getting horny. The person's She's just like, like, oh, yeah. Just <laughs> start leaf blowing <laughs> oh, again, which is just great. Uh, Love um, it.
1: It goes like this. Hello. Your recent podcast brought forth a memory I thought I'd share. As a primary school aged boy, I would ride my bike along a track beside the river which flowed by the town I lived in. I remember dreading riding through a section as I'd be swooped by a magpie. Until one day, I felt the familiar fear when I heard the sound of the approaching wings and then a bang. I felt the impact of the magpie smacking into my yellow stack hat and then caught a glimpse of it as it fell from the air and landed in the river. Splash. It must have become unconscious as a result of hitting my helmet, and I watched as it drowned. I remember feeling no sympathy. I just felt safe. Now, I do like magpies (laughs) and have a good relationship with my local magpie families. (laughs) So, don't you reckon that's the entry of like Dexter as a child? I watched it die. I watched the life extinguish from its soulless black eyes. And I realized I had a purpose in this world.
0: It also feels a bit like you're you're leaning too much in how you like most magpies. I know my best friends are (laughs) magpies. I know heaps of magpies, man. Like it was just this specific magpie that I like seeing die. Uh,
1: This is from David. Uh He says, uh, in Ep391, Charlie mentioned he has a new bike and was having magpie issues. And I've been having these for years. So may I suggest get a second water bottle cage on your bike they don't cost much and a second water bottle while riding if the sun is not in front of you your shadow will be visible to one side or ahead of you yes okay that's the one thing i am aware of it's been very sunny up here lately and i can often see it like hovering above me that's like waiting to swoop keep an occasional eye on your shadow because you'll see the magpie shadow approaching your head's shadow well before you hear the wings cutting through the air or you feel a bump against your helmet after your first swoop get the spare water bottle out, and when you see the shadow of the magpie approaching again, give it a squirt back over your shoulder and the general direction you think the magpie has come from. You may not get the reward of a a startled squawk very often, but the magpie may remember the cyclist with your colored helmet is not worth the trouble of swooping. I'd also note that magpies are a protected species, but a little water, if you actually hit it, will probably won't do anything other other than surprise them. What are you reckon about that? Take a second water bottle. I like it. I like it as a solution.
0: It feels like a good solution to me. Like, like you said, it's not going to absolutely harm them. It's not like you're saying, like, I was worried at some stage he was gonna say and fill bottle- it with fill it with oil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> piping hot oil. <laughs> and then take a flamethrower <laughs> out of the other bike cage you have. No, yeah. Um so if it's just water, I mean they say that for pets and stuff as well, right? You can use water to help train pets. Like it feels like something that is annoying enough that you can use it to help train them, but like not so annoying that you're gonna. I mean, it's not going to like be like our previous correspondent, where like you would squirt so much water that you would see the magpie drown. Like, you know,
1: it's (laughs) just slow, just eating something as you watch it sink below the water. Yeah, finally realize. I think that's okay. I like the idea of like. To be honest, I'd be
0: up for that if we could just adopt that in general society. Like, if we all just had like water bottles with us, and if anyone was kind of like annoying you, you could like like the lady on the plane.
1: Today, the one who was like yeah, boasting about be like square, little square, just I just, just, just go into the, the overhead luggage. Sorry, just give me one sec. Yeah. <laughs> Put it back and sit down.
0: Like, so there was this woman. Um, I was letting an old fella pull out of a car park, and so <laughs> if you can imagine, he's pulling out of like a, a driving car park, and he needs to turn. I'm I'm in the the lane that's like closest closest to, the car to park. where he's like yeah. pulling out but he wants to pull out uh, to the right into the other lane. Mm. And so I've stopped to just give him some extra
1: space to to do that. And like, even though I technically have right away, I'm just trying to- Can I ask, did you wave him in with two fingers on the wheel or a hand on the wheel with two fingers or did you give him the full- I saw him trying to come out and, and other people not giving him a gap and
0: in that place, if no one really gives you a gap, like waiting for a gap can take ages, particularly with what, he, if you're not turning left. You can turn left out of there really quickly, but if you want to turn a right across like he was trying to. So – I was like, "Fuck it! I'll just do the right thing. I'll just like so." Yeah, I st- came to a full stop and gave him like the proper the full way, like made it very clear that I was stopping. You got that for two him. paddles, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like him through, yeah.
0: Really, like I seized <laughs> the moment to control the traffic, yeah. and I was going to let this guy out into traffic. <laughs> and the woman behind me, like, just she has literally seen me stopped and just thought, "Fuck this shit!" Like, and gone. So into the lane where she should not have been to so overtake me and oh like God. literally went so close to like cleaning up this old man, it was fucked, right? And in that moment, like I beat my horn right. a couple drivers. of times at her, but like I was like, that would have been a perfect moment where I would have been justified to follow her, got her to wind down her window and then squirted her in the face with a water bottle. I mean, if that's I'd just assault, done right? that, <laughs> that's assault. Yeah. But I'm saying I'm saying we should bring this in. Yeah. So that Make that's it legal. not assault. Yeah, yeah. Make it legal that you can give someone a bit of a squirt in the face with a water bottle if it's appropriate. Well, is not that Especially- how some people
1: like train dogs with like spray bottles when they start? Barking? Yeah,
0: I'm I'm saying we have to start training humans again because <laughs> we've forgotten how to behave in public.
1: So I think that we should all have water bottles and we should all start squirting each other. Uh, now, Will, uh, I do have to go and do this live show. So let's oh, stick yes, into our regular mailbag. Um, thank you to everyone who's written in with your magpie mm-hmm. advice. Um, this will be the last TOEFOP that Will and I record for a while. So if you have any magpie mail, we probably won't get to it for, for a little while. And so magpie just... season will be over, baby. Yeah. It'll be yeah. over. Over. Um, this uh, came from Vincent, who was like, hey, guys. If will was serious about doing an unforgettable experience in Scandinavia, I highly recommend the cruise uh, the cruise liner I know CoVID right from Stockholm to Helsinki. make sure it's in summer. My wife is Swedish and her sister is high up in the company so I might even be able to score you some tickets. Thanks for all the laughs. would would free tickets get you on an ocean liner? Well I don't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not instinctively, no. <laughs> Which I don't know what that says about me, but I just don't think anything would get me on a cruise liner. I just it doesn't seem like a thing that I would enjoy in yeah, any either. way. Me
1: either. Um this is from Jeff. Uh to Colin Hi guys, just watch Samaritan and would love to oh, hear yeah. your thoughts. You know Have what you this is? It? No. Have you seen it? Yeah, I, I haven't right. seen it, but I listened to um, uh, uh, James and Meso talk about it, so I, I feel like I've, I have seen it. Um, I have not heard what them about. talk
0: about it. Did did they
1: like it or not like it? They said what it was, was fine. their vibe on it. I mean, what that, there's like ninety percent of their opinions. Yeah, it was fine. They thought it was fine. They thought it might have been like if it had been made fifteen years ago, probably would have been better than fine. But yeah, I agree with that. It's like it's got a really like nice
0: real world like superhero in a real world sort of like vibe to it but it's still like a superhero movie and it's got a cool twist that I because I knew I went into it knowing nothing about it so I actually was like not really looking for there to be a twist and there is like a nice rewarding twist that I guess is probably quite obvious to people who um, you know know anything about that, that superhero, I, I literally knew oh, is nothing Is it based about.
1: on a on oh, existing? Oh, I assumed it was. I didn't oh. like. I mean, maybe it isn't. Like maybe oh, it's knows? maybe it's a. I mean, nowadays they will a studio will release a comic book in advance of releasing a film because they think it's a good way to kind of like tie in the IP. So who knows what came first, the Samaritan or the yeah? Um,
0: well, there's a yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that wrestles with some things that I think are interesting concepts, which is. So like I mean this gives nothing away. There are two super brothers, right? Super twins, super brothers, the brothers I think is technically what they are, but whatever they are. Um and one uh like on their family being killed, one becomes you sort of like um you know, oh it's very much that sort of X-Men thing of like, you know, like two do sides I fight- of the same coin. Yeah. Do I become a cop and fight for the system? Like, you know, do I become, like, the super cop and fight for the system or do I fight against the system because the system is, like, Toddy is back to humping me (laughs) So, um, because the system is corrupt, right? And so it toys with that idea, which is, like, really interesting concept, and then the idea that only one of these, like, you know, superheroes had survived and he'd retired from being a superhero for a bunch of reasons that's a really interesting concept and like yeah it had like i i liked it i gotta say because i knew nothing about it i had no expectations for what it was going to be i found um it's not like a really really good movie but i actually quite enjoyed it the twist uh, is fun if you don't know what is coming i'm sorry that i've even told people there's a twist because you like I, I guess yeah yeah
1: Uh, uh, Well, we're going to finish on a Forgotten Project request. Uh, Yes, the Forgotten Project I think will be ongoing. We got so many uh, suggestions and the mailbag is full. That's something that we can probably – feed out maybe it can become our new patreon bonus Once we exhaust mm. our mailbag we'll just dip into the mail we didn't get to which is essentially what we did <laughs> with the letters anyway <laughs> so it's the yeah, same guess, thing it's what i'm trying it's to say and while i'm talking about patreon if you do think that this show is worth supporting 400 episodes worth of tofop um you can go to patreon.com slash tofop and you'll find heaps of great bonus content up there including uh bi-weekly bonus episodes of the show comic strips by jones fosdyke behind the scenes photos lots of goodness uh behind that patreon wall well what have you got to promote
0: so I I have a book uh, which I have now recorded the audio book for which is called I am not fine thanks that will be out November the 1st and uh, I have a TV show that starts well it will have already been on for quite a while when you're hearing this but it starts like when we're talking in a couple of days it is called question everything and uh, you can find that on ABC iview previous episodes but uh, um, yeah I would love if you check that out a lot of faux-fop favorites oh speaking of Mm. faux-fop I've got a Dave Anthony episode uh, coming up which I recorded yesterday which is fantastic and i have a uh cam and alexi episode uh oh, coming up trailer as well which I recorded you this morning.
1: looks awesome oh i mean i guess it's so, gonna be out by the time people hear this but uh, well but yes looking it, forward to that. it might
0: even be concluded by the time people hear this but um it's worth checking out it is on uh, auntie donna's grouse house channel and um yeah check out that fofop episode as well because uh um, if you haven't, by the time you hear this, you might have already. But um, I've, I've, I, they sent me the first two episodes of the series. I think that, yeah, everybody who listens to this will really like it. It's, it's really fun and really funny. So check that out.
1: Okay. So this is a request from Kay. Uh, Charlie once said, I almost met Mother Teresa and then spent the rest of the episode talking about nearly dying of dysentery in mm-hmm. India and never mentioned her again. It's possibly not good content since it's a story about something that didn't happen. But it's the one I remember. Okay. So Mm. the story is when I – my high school was a Jesuit high school. They offered a scholarship where you could go to India and work with missionaries over your summer holidays. And so I applied and got it. And I started in Calcutta. And one of the hospices, I guess, that I visited was um, one of Mother Teresa's hospices. Mm. And uh, um, I apparently missed her by a matter of minutes. And that Um, news- uh, I bet that is what they always say. Yeah, they say that. Oh, she was just here. she was
0: just here, honestly. has left
1: the building. (laughs) Oh, no, she's still here, actually. I'll go- Oh, no, no, she just drove away. Sorry. Yeah, I remember the news about Mother Teresa having just been there was slightly overshadowed by the fact that I was standing in a room full of dead bodies, which was quite confronting for a 17-year-old right. from the Bayside suburbs of Melbourne to be standing in a room with all these bodies with just like sheets draped over the nice. Like, I mean, again, okay. that's probably
0: what they do. They probably say, oh, Mother Teresa was just here and now show them the dead bodies so they get distracted. <laughs>
1: Uh, So that was the Mother Teresa story, but that is Uh. TOEFOP for another week. Uh, Thank you for sticking with us. Toddy wants to come in and hump Will one last time, so we'll sign off. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Happy 400th, Charlie. This podcast is a TOEFOP production. Head to toefop.com for more. Cool things for cool people.